Hello, and welcome to the Talk 11 podcast, the podcast that creates connection. We have a lineup of extraordinary speakers on every season that are here to talk about their story and talk about their struggle so that you feel like you are never alone because we feel at this day and age, there is a huge disconnect in the community and we want to connect you guys back together again. So welcome and stay tuned for a lot of fun, a lot of value. Take the time and take a listen. Hey everyone, how's it going? And welcome to episode four of the Talk 11 podcast. Today we have one of our incredible speakers from our first event, Sanjay Parmar is here with us. And uh, I met Sanjay at the beginning of this whole thing when we sat down and we started getting applications. And I just knew immediately from the first time that I heard Sanjay speak that he was a remarkable person. And you could just, you could feel him smiling through his interview and through everything. And that brings so much clarity into knowing who he is. He's a total bundle of joy and he's so much fun. So Sanjay, thank you for being with us. And a part of your story is very big and uh, we're really excited to talk to you about it tonight. So Matt, and throw it to you. What's happening, Farah? Not much, just uh, living the dream. Yeah, as they say, Sanjay, welcome. Thank you so much. And again, it's such a pleasure to be aligned with both of you and to be able to participate on this podcast as well. How, uh, how, how have you been since, uh, since the big talk? Since the big talk, I, I would say, to be honest, it's, I felt like this turbocharger has been put on my body yeah. in, in the fact that, that I think it was another fear point that I broke through. And I've done a lot of those this year with just addressing kind of what I was feeling uncomfortable about. And then literally being the first one in the class to put up my hand and volunteer to, to just do it. Nice. I, I do want to touch upon that. But in the event that there's some listeners out there that didn't get a chance to attend our first event, shame on them. Uh, and if they <laughs> haven't had the chance to kind of watch the rebroadcast of it in one of our platforms, are you able to give us a, a summary of, of kind of your story and what you've been through and, and what's kind of led up to your position in life to get you to where you are today? Definitely. So again, even though it was an 11 minute speech, I will try to condense it down to, let's say two, three minutes right now. Yeah. So in a, in a nutshell, I'm a person who's had multiple sclerosis or MS as it's called for just over 12 years now. July 7th was my 12th anniversary with it. And from day one, I have not taken any medication. I, I just decided based upon the side effects and the different things that they wanted me to take that it just didn't make any sense. So I followed a very natural process with respect to eating anti-inflammatory methods, also using exercise and positive mindset as the big drivers in getting into health. And to be honest, the, the journey wasn't the easiest by any means. There was a lot of, of darkness, a lot of things that I've never encountered in my life to be that deep and have to have make choices that I would never think about today or even be in a state to even think that way. But thankfully, through the support of family, friends, and just really good learnings that I got from every which way, I managed to, again, take myself from being a victim and turn that into being a warrior. And with that in mind now, it's, it's allowed me to kind of process both negative and positive literally the same way. 
experiencing the emotion, but again, moving forward and getting to solution. And in my career life now, I actually left corporate just a few months ago, and now I'm a, I'm a solutions consultant. So it's funny, something that I do as a profession was something that I used in my daily life as well. Cool. Very cool. So awesome. And I'm starting to see like a reoccurring theme with those people that, with the people that we've had on stage and the people that we've had so far on the podcast is that this commonality, this common thread that you all have is that you found a real light and you found a real beauty within that darkness that you went through. Yeah, it was dark at a certain point. And, and yes, you know, at those days when you're having those days, sometimes you don't notice that there is a light or that there is beauty from it. But then you have those good days and you're able to, you, the group of you have been able to kind of take that seat back and look back and go, wow, I learned so much from this. And I think that's the key factor from that switch you said from being the victim into the warrior. So is that something that you continue to practice every day? I do. And one thing I always make sure of is, is that I have enough awareness so that if in fact I'm positioned in something where it's going to involve me to use literally my superpowers to to get myself back to a good state, I, I have to be able to kind of think, okay, you know what? Like, yeah, this is not right, but how do I get out of this and get to solution? And of course, if I don't do that on my own, my wife likes to nicely remind me. So I have a backup system as well. I think that's incredible, but I mean, I'm just sitting here and I mean, like we've all been through some crazy shit in our lives, right? I can remember, you know, some of the dark days that I've been through. It's not, well, for me anyway, like it's not easy just to kind of turn a switch and say, okay, today's going to be a good day. I'm going to follow the positivity and the light. You know what I mean? As much as that sounds wonderful and, and maybe there is a secret to doing it. Like how do you, how do you do it? Because life gets in the way and stress and fear and like all of those things that just kind of pile on to your every day. How do you maintain it? How do you keep it? How do you get out of that negative space? So I would say first and foremost, this one quick statement that I could share with you how I start my day every single day. I, I literally have this mantra both on my bathroom mirror as well as on my phone as my, my wallpaper on my lock screen. So it's like the first thing I see in the morning. And then I say it to myself and I just literally close my eyes, put my hands together. And I say, I am physically and emotionally connected and healed. I'm free of worry and I'm at peace with who I am. Every day I grow stronger and more relaxed. I love myself and life. So I say that every morning and I have not failed. Like since I started to understand the power of, almost level setting yourself every single morning, getting yourself to a, a positive state and carrying that through. That's like the, the first vitamin that I would take in the morning is, is that little dose. And, and, you know, to be honest, like I've tried to meditate in the mornings as well, but mm-hmm. I know myself just with timing and stuff, that's not something that I always have the ability to do, but I do make sure that I do say this statement to myself every morning. And then when you're having one of those days where it's not so good, your wife just gives you a quick kick in the ass and that seems to help. <laughs> yes. And then she's like, oh, Mr. Positivity, look at how you're doing today. <laughs> yeah, it happens to the best yeah. of us, right? Sounds like a wifely thing to do. You're right. I, I do something similar. <laughs> so I know getting up on that stage was, it was your first time as a speaker and a lot of people listening know that those that speak at our events are first time speakers, you know, because we keep stressing this that we weren't looking for perfection. We were looking for people that were able to provide a connection 
to other right. people sitting out there. So, and that was, I know, something that really pulled you in and something that got you up on that stage. But I know you were nervous, but did it feel nerve wracking when you were up there is my first question. And then second, what was that feeling after? Sure. So I'll take you almost from standing behind the curtain. Actually, even further, I'll take you back to the green room. In the green room, I was probably crapping buckets there because I was just like, everything that I've been reading and reading, like this seven page script that I had created for myself, which was literally my story just on paper. But as I got into that green room that evening, I was like, oh my God, I don't even know what's on these pages. So, so then I was like, just like, just like with any exam that I've ever been to. And again, I wasn't the model student by any means. And I said, you know, at this point, whatever I know, I know. And we're yep. going to just go with that. Yeah. And so when I was behind the, the curtain waiting for my turn, I mean, yes, of course, the nerves were there. I was sweating in the green room itself. And I think as soon as I walked out onto the stage, I wouldn't say I froze, but for a second there, I was like, oh my God, okay, what am I starting with? And then... Yeah. I found myself like my mouth got super dry all yep. of a sudden and I've never experienced that. I mean, I've presented solutions like thousands of times, but again, first time in front of over a hundred people that I didn't really know. And again, getting into something very emotional and personal for me. So that was like, it was a, a first for me. And I found that when I started to just let myself flow and, and just kind of walk everyone through the journey of what I've experienced in 12 years, that's when it became a lot more comfortable. And mm. I found that, thank, I don't know if it was the mic guy, but my voice didn't crack as much as I thought it was cracking as I was saying certain things. And thankfully the front row, as they told me later, they were all providing me with Reiki while I was up there because they wanted to, to see me finish. So nice. that was, uh, I had, I had a ton of people as my new cheerleaders in the room, which helped me out tremendously. Yeah. And once I was finished, it was almost like, I mean, again, it was so funny because I looked at the speech after it was recorded and I saw that I actually went right to the 11 minute mark. But when I was up there, I literally felt like I was there for like six minutes. Yeah. And that's why I paused and I was like, uh, I'm done. <laughs> but I think, you know, 80% of what I wanted to get across did come across. And just like you said, Matt, backstage, that your message is going to come out and it's going to be delivered the way it has to be delivered. And it did. Yeah. And I literally felt incredible when I was finished. I was like, wow, I just broke another, another fear. And I was like on a high the entire evening. Like I couldn't sleep till three in the morning just because mm -hmm. I was like so amped. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty incredible. And like and just seeing you kind of beforehand and, and uh, like you could feel your, your kind of nervous energy, right? And, and that's understandable. Yeah. You've never really, you've been on stage or been in front of people, but not in that capacity. So exactly. that's completely understandable. So what then would you tell people if they're contemplating, you know, getting up on the stage for one of our events, knowing what you know now, what right. advice would you give to them? I would say to keep it very short, if you believe in what you're about to say or share with people, just do it. Because you, you know your story, you know it better than anybody else out there. And it's going to help a lot of people if you share and you're ready to share as well. The amount of people that came up to me downstairs once we were all finished and just said, 
I'm overwhelmed by the talk that you just gave. And oh. I actually have a similar story and you just literally spelt it out for me. Like it blew my mind that, you know, people other than people that know Sanjay could actually really get moved by, you know, 11 minutes of time spent with me out, out there. And to be honest, that to me just motivates me to want to do this again and again now. Good. And I like, I like how you put that time spent with Sanjay because that's and like, and like as much as we think it's, it's just a speaker standing in front of a room of strangers. It's not right. It's there, there is a connection when you're speaking, especially in that platform that brings everyone together. And it's, it's almost like a, a otherworldly type feeling that just kind of connects everyone. It's pretty amazing. So. Um, well, I would say, you know, if you believe in universal energy, like I honestly felt like I was being assisted. Whereas, yeah. you know, if, if I was to give that same speech again tomorrow, it would not be the same. It would be entirely different because it would just be basically what's being pushed through me at that time. Yep. And that's, and I think that's the idea, right? Fair. Like that's kind of what our notion was at the beginning was, you know, what this, and, and I know this is probably, you know, going to come out ad nauseum over the next few months and few years, but I mean, it's not, you know, it's not about perfection, it's connection. Yeah. Um, and we knew that that's the whole key and that's the balance that, that Farrah and I, you know, we, we like perfection. That's just the, the inner beings right. that we are we're like. So yeah. um, it's kind of us trying to find the balance of speakers that can go out there and deliver an impactful, meaningful, talk not only for themselves but those for those that are watching right but at the same time we don't want like trained public speakers because you lose that that rawness you lose that you lose that vulnerability that that feels so courageous right and like matt said like we all strive for a certain level of of perfection right we all even as event coordinators and you know we're looking but but for us, I really think that the, where the perfection lies is in the person's intention. Yeah. Like, what is right. the, in, right? What's the intention of them getting up there? What is the intention of them sharing their story? And the intention that we looked for and we, you know, that we found is that connection, that they wanted to share right. their story so that they could not only heal and evolve for themselves, but then open up that next layer and that next opportunity. And then for other people to be like, oh my gosh. If they yep. could do it, I could do it. Or if they went through this, I could, you know, get through whatever it is I'm going through, even if it's not the same thing. And Sanjay, you brought right. such a such a commonality to people as well that are sometimes people that are harder to crack. Sometimes people that, you know, may not may not be so in tune with with that spiritual side of them, but then they see you, you know, a person that's left corporate, you're a father you're a pretty cool dude. And then you used to have other men that are sitting in the audience that then see themselves in you. And you really brought that forward as well. And that's a hard market to crack. So kudos to you for being able, for being able to do that. And like you said, it's time spent with Sanjay. So you let people in and then that's why, that's why the professional part of it, we kind of wanted to, to the real right. and the raw so that you can yeah. create that connection with people. Yeah. And a couple things, Sanjay. Time spent with Sanjay sounds like your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I, so, I guess we just created the title. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know what you're going to do. Right with, here. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with it, but you run with that brother. 
And further to Farah's point, and again, I don't want to get down too far down the rabbit hole of like uh, energy and spirituality and masculine and feminine and all that amazing stuff. But as I'm learning through my journey, the world definitely needs more divine masculine energy, as, as they say, to help kind of guide and shape the world that we're creating for our children. So on that note, like keep doing what you're doing, man, because I think uh, only good things happen to the world when, when people like you can stand up and share your story. To be honest, also, I said to myself and people told me long, long ago that if I was meant to be sick in this lifetime, I still would be, right? But yeah. what it was is I had to go through it, understand yeah. it so that I could help others to, to yeah. go through theirs as well. Yes, and that's the power of an incredible speaker is when you see that and you understand that. Let's touch quickly uh, before we wrap up on the process of getting your story down on on paper and in front of you and in in a tangible sense that it's not just in your head anymore. It's, it's there. Where were you when you first started and how did the process feel? What was it like for you? So in terms of the process, right away, I was literally stumped because I thought to myself, how am I going to talk for 11 minutes? Thinking that at that time that 11 minutes was a long, arduous process, which in fact, 11 minutes felt like two minutes when I was up there. And what I kind of did was I just staged my, my talk into little chunks. So the first chunk was about the attack. Second chunk was about the hospital experience. Third one was about the coming home darkness, feeling like there was no hope and I was lost. Then it was about getting into a little bit of a higher state of learning where I started to read certain books, started to watch certain videos, talk to certain people, and I started to do my road to recovery. And then finally was the a few life lessons that I, I work with daily and wanted to share kind of how I stay afloat versus going back down again. Further to kind of Farah's question, where you started with your story when we first kind of started down this road together was also a little bit different than where the story that you ended up with. And I think we, for better or for worse, perhaps pushed you a little bit to focus some of the harder moments, some of the darker moments, which, yeah. which just, I think by people's nature, they want to forget. Mm-hmm. They want right. to gloss, they want to gloss over. They want to skip to the happy quote unquote fairy tale ending. And fair and I were show you, you the know, Instagram highlight reel. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got yeah. it. And you know, so how did it feel being kind of, pushed a little bit to again get outside your comfort zone and kind of include a lot of that darkness which you may have otherwise kind of not wanted to right. bring a light to well i would say in the very beginning it was even hard for me to go back to that place mm-hmm. because i've done so much work to go onto the other end of the spectrum that, that to sit in that while i was creating and formulating kind of an idea for this talk like it, it felt uncomfortable. I was just like, wow, like, I don't think like this. I don't feel like this. I don't even like see things this way anymore. And so it was a great exercise because again, to go from one extreme to the other, you need to understand that full story and, and how you got there. Because yes, it's easy to say, yeah, I'm positive. I'm happy. Everything is great. But 
that wouldn't make for much of a, a journey or to understand the true battle if I hadn't gone to the dump and said, I'm at the lowest point that I think I've ever been. And yeah. to get myself out because nobody is helping me to get out. And it's mm-hmm. only up to me right now. So that's when I had to dig really, really deep. And to go back into it, it was quite intense. I, I'm not going to lie because it was feelings and, and probably things that I had suppressed because I just got so good at just being happy and so good at being positive that there was a few things that I probably forgot, but I literally felt things just lifting off as I was talking on stage. And I think that's, that's kind of the point, right? That's the therapeutic benefit of working through that and getting on stage and reliving it. And you could hear it in your voice, like your emotion, everyone could hear it. Like, Oh yeah, it was, it was intense. Right. So, I mean, like, so on behalf of Farrah and I, thank you. Like, we know that's not easy, right? But we also know that the benefit of you doing it for yourself is huge. And for everyone listening is huge. And the nice thing is, is we got it all on tape. So for decades and centuries to come, we'll have the footage for people to watch and be inspired. And we'll have the first time they spent time with Sanjay. First, that was the first time they spent time with Sanjay. Yeah. <laughs> and it won't be the last. That's and for it won't sure. Be the no. last. So the, the last question I have for you, and then Farah, you can ask, I don't know if you have other stuff or if um, we got to wrap it up, but um, anybody that's, that's kind of listening to this, what prescription, what advice can you give them to get from that victim mentality to become that warrior that you speak so proudly about? So a couple of things. I like the statement that I created when, when I was going through the battle from the beginning was without hardship, there's no, no learning. I think that's, that's key. And like I said, always as well, love yourself enough to fight for yourself. So no matter what life throws at you, you got to be bigger to think that, you know what, there's somebody out there that has probably gone through something even worse than what I'm going through right now. So I can do this. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, well, that's beautiful, man. That was, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Sanjay. And like Matt it was said, so much better now than it was on stage, right? <laughs> now you killed it on stage. Hey, yeah. remember what was meant to be said was said and it was said perfectly. Exactly. So, 100% so with that, thank you so much again. Thanks, Sanjay. We're so happy that you were part of this with us. And uh, before we go, where can people find you so that they can learn more about you? So I would say I've got my website, which I still have to get up quickly, which is the mindsetcoach.ca. But also mm-hmm. there's my, I've got my LinkedIn profile, Instagram, Facebook. Like I'm, what, I'm pretty much. What, what are those? What are, what are those? Yeah, shoot us your handles. Okay. Instagram, it's Sanjay underscore M3. M3 because I'm a big BMW fan and I've driven a lot of M3s and owned yeah. them. So. That's kind of how it just went for that one. But I'll probably end up changing it to something mindset focused as I start moving forward with what I want to do. You got to brand it. Just brand your name exactly. and get rolling with it. Session anyway, with Sand. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. And for those listening, you know where to find him. And you can find us at TAC11.ca. Follow us, subscribe to anything and everything TAC11. So thank you everyone for being here and you have a great one. Bye. Cheers. See you at the next event. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listening to the Talk 11 podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. 
Remember to always look out for us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at talk11.ca, on Facebook at Talk11, and you can head over to our website at talk11.ca. You can also find us on the YouTube, also at Talk11, where on YouTube you can find all of our speakers and all of our events for your viewing pleasure. So thank you so much. Have a great one and we'll talk to you soon.